Welcome to the Developer Deep Dive series, brought to you by Middle Tech and sponsored by the Awesome Inc. Developer Bootcamp. Throughout this series, we'll be getting an inside look at the technology that powers the most innovative companies in this region, as our host, Justin Hall, interviews the people behind the code, the developers. This is a series to highlight the people that are coding the companies of tomorrow and show the next generation of developers that opportunities await in their own backyard. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to the Middle Tech Podcast in the Developer Deep Dive Series. I'm Justin Hall. I'm the lead instructor for the Awesome Inc. Web Developer Bootcamp. And today we have Kelly Wright on the show. Kelly is a software developer at APAC Software located in Lexington, Kentucky and CEO of Fresh Eyes Solutions located in Lexington, Kentucky. An awesome, she's also an Awesome Inc. Web Developer Bootcamp alumni from 2016, uh, one of the first cohorts, if not the first cohort. Uh, she's also a chemist before developing software. She was a chemist for 10, over 10 years. And she's an experienced kayaker. She has kayaked the Grand Canyon. And she's very active in the local developer community and also leads a Girl Scout troop. And as I mentioned, CEO of Fresh Eyes Solutions, which just completed the Launch Blue Accelerator program, and this past week competed in the Five Across pitch competition with Awesome Inc. Um, and she was the uh, nominated as a fan favorite. Uh, so I got to see your pitch. I thought you did an excellent job. We'll hopefully talk about that too. Um, so Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. Great. Yeah, to get started a little bit, we we're going to just talk a little bit about how we're connected, um, you know, claim kin kind of thing. Um, and so if you want to just say, how how did we come to know each other and, um, yeah, and, and get to this podcast? Yeah, so like you were talking about a little bit with the boot camp, we're part of that same Awesome Inc. family. And so that's our kin is through Awesome Inc. Yeah. So I remember uh, the first time I met you, uh, I think you were in the space working at Apex and um, and uh, I think you were working on a project, maybe a, a Django project or something uh, for one of the clients. And, uh, you know, we kind of just struck up a conversation. So, um, so yeah, so a couple of questions to get us started. Where, where are you from? I grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, and then moved here for college and stuck around. Great. How did, how did you get from Bowling Green to Lexington? I know that's not a lot. That's not a great distance, but that's still a, uh, um, um, you know, that's still a move. Yeah. And so the way I came was through Transylvania University. I wanted uh, education that was a bit more challenging and I liked the small class sizes because um, I really prefer to connect with people. Yeah. So that's just down the street. How long were you at Transy? I did four years there. And got my bachelor's from Transy. That sounds great. So um, I want to try, try to transition here into a couple of questions about uh, software development, because you're a software developer. Um, and 
There are so many different titles and terms and things. That's one of the things we want to talk about during the developer deep dive is kind of how we define that. Uh, it's a little bit all over the place in some ways. Um, so what would you say you best align with in the software development world as a developer? Full stack developer, um, probably mid-level, trying to work my way towards senior level software developer. That's great. What what kind of stack? Because now there's the mean stack, the lean stack, the Merv, the you know you kind of keep going with all these different mixtures. It's which which stack and 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 can you only be in one stack? Or can you be in multiple stacks? Oh, you can be all over the place. Um, but the stack that I know the best is Python on the back end, and specifically we use Django, and then uh, some kind of JavaScript on the front end. So whether that's the old Angular, the new Angular, React. I've played with all those, but JavaScript in some shape or form on the front end and Python on the back. Good. We'll get to a little bit later and ask you what your favorite uh, parts of those stacks are. Um, and so so how would you define what you do and what level for APAC software? And then I'm going to ask you the same question about fresh eyes. So. Um, I would say that just generally speaking, APAC software does custom software. So whatever our client needs, that's what we do. And my role falls into that as well. And so I am all over the place. I do full stack. Um, like Again, like I said, Python and JavaScript on those. But full stack development and the project is what the client needs at the time. Yeah, okay. And so um, you work with a full stack. You, you're kind of like in this uh, mid-senior developer kind of um, area. Uh, definitely not a junior. You've been there for, for now quite a while, almost five years. Um, so, But you got your start in the boot camp, and you joined the boot camp for other reasons. I'd like to find out what those, what those reasons were. So software was never a plan in my life. It just wasn't. Um, but I was kind of looking for something new from chemistry. Chemistry had become a little bit more repetitive for me, and I like to learn. And I get kind of bored if my brain's not doing something. So I came to one of the uh, intro times talking about the boot camp, um, getting, trying to get people to join, and I was just there to kind of listen. Uh, and Amanda dropped a computer on my lap and said, sign up. And I said, well, I don't know if I even want to sign up. And she said, we'll do it anyway. You can change your mind, but you'll want to do it right now instead. So I filled out the paperwork and it still wasn't a plan in my head, but what really got me was they did these figure it out challenges as part of the application. And so I'd be trying to finish the application and these challenges were just so interesting. They would be frustrating. So I'd start to work on it and then I'd get stuck and I wouldn't have a clue where to go. And I'd be like, this is not the path for me. Uh, and then I'd be like, oh, I have this new idea about how I might solve it. And so I'd have to come back and try. And so, you know, software development kind of slowly roped me in because I just had to try that next thing to solve the problem. Right. That's that's really interesting. And so now you're solving a lot of different problems and you, you're solving them for uh, Apex. Um, how did how did Fresh Eyes come into play? What what was what was that like starting that? Yeah, so it's a little bit about just trying to make things easier for the end user. Um, 
so that's what we're really interested in is looking at things that have been out there and exist and that we can make it better. We can make it a better experience. And so you've taken that experience from Transy and then the boot camp to work at your day job and then also say, I could solve a problem in this other industry that you have some knowledge about. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, what, what is a day in the life of, uh, an Apex developer? What's, what do you do also with Fresh Eyes on a daily basis? Um, I think we talked a little bit about Apex, but you know, kind of the day is I pull in, we do kind of sprint cycles. And so I'll pull in one of the tickets I'm working on and go down the path of trying to solve that one. Um, Sometimes if I get really frustrated with the particular challenge at the moment, I find it really helpful to go off and work on something else. So that can be switching over to another ticket that I have within the sprint or going to review PRs. You know, it's a variety of things, but it gives my brain that little bit of break to come back to it fresh and having processed a little bit more. Great, great. And, and then with fresh eyes, what do you, what's, what's a day in the life look like there? For Fresh Eyes, because it's a startup, I wear most of the hats. Um, so this past week and into this week was getting ready for the five across pitch. Uh, coming up next, I need to do our taxes and work on some of the mechanical aspects of it. Uh, so it's just what the day demands and what our next goal is. Now, I've heard somebody describe it as your your chief cook and bottle washer. You know, it's kind of like you play all those roles and... Uh, so that's great. And so you're, you're moving that forward. That's wonderful. Um, I want to go into kind of talk a little bit about the tech stacks that you, that you work with. We talked a little bit, uh, just briefly, but, um, so Apex works, uh, and, and provides services for clients. Um, and you said that you're a full stack developer. So when you have a client or you have a project you're working with kind of who decides that tech stack and then, and how do you come to that conclusion? It varies project to project. At the end of the day, it's what helps our clients the most. So our our most comfortable stack probably right now, and this changes, is Django on the back and React on the front. Um, but we do a lot of Drupal sites because people want to be able to control the content of their sites moving forward. Uh, so we do a lot the, there. Um, we also have picked up some uh, frameworks that are a bit, have a bit more age to them because that's what the client needs. Um, and so, yes, we have our preferred kind of stacks or software integrations, but we'll pick up whatever our client needs us to do. Great. And so, and you touch both, like you said, front and back. Um, and then you're also involved in the architecture, I, I guess database architecture and um, sometimes with the setup of the project and deployment. So end to end, you're, you're involved with it from end to end uh, in every level of the tech stack. That's great. Um, so um, transition over to fresh eyes. What, uh, what type of tech stack are you working with in, in that environment? For the time being, we're looking at using kind of web development there as well. Um, so that we can have rapid updates and deployments as we look at um, getting the fleet of kiosks out there. Uh, and kind of taking a step back as to what Fresh Eyes is and what we're doing is we're creating the Scentable kiosk. 
and it's to increase sales for the fragrance industry by engaging customers where they are. Uh, and so what this is, is Scentful Kiosk is a fragrance sampling kiosk. So as you come up to it, there's a touchscreen interface, and that'll take you through a short quiz to help you find the fragrance that's right for you. And when you get that fragrance, Scentful dispenses a card that has product information and a QR code and the fragrance so that you can smell it. And so that's kind of where we are, is we're trying to help the fragrance industry have a new perspective on how to engage the customer. Okay. And so uh, as far as your tech stack goes, you haven't solidified that, I guess, but um, there's a server-side component to that, and then the kiosk uh, side, right? Am I getting that right? Okay. And so you could have pretty much uh, the, the, the tech stack that you use at Apex or possibly potentially a, a different one. Right. Yeah, and we're just kind of trying to see where it fits best, but um, going with the web web kind of perspective from it right now so we can roll out deployments really quickly. Okay, good. So so what we've kind of established here, just talking about this, are, are your points of references for those different engagements. And so you wear a couple of different hats. You There's some different terms that we've thrown around. Um, and what I want to get, move into is a little bit of a segment here called tech topic topics, tech topics. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's just really quick, sort of like a, a game when I, I want to say something and you give me in, you know, we'll stick with the, with a, a tweet, like 144 characters or less response to that. Um, and you're kind of defining that from, from your point of view. I think why the reason we're doing this is. Uh, most developers have kind of their point of view as to how these things are defined, okay, these different tech topics. So I'll just say one, and you can respond, and then I'll say another one. We'll go through, you know, five or six. Uh, so the first one um, is DevOps. It's a key word. It's a term that we're throwing around, so I'm going to throw that at you, DevOps. And for me, it's how you get your software out there and how you keep it up to date. Great. Okay, the next term, this is going pretty well. Great, first first one, agile development. I think of this from Apex's perspective where agile is constantly adapting to the customer's needs. Okay, continuing education. Well, you have to like to learn if you're going to be in this field. It's a, it, a subscription to lifelong learning. That's kind of the way we talk about it at boot camp. Um, Tech entrepreneurs. I think this is a marriage of business skills and understanding of the world combined with these STEM skills that come with tech. Okay, great. And I'm going to bring up one that I think you've uh, had a lot of involvement with, women who code. It's really interesting because when things started, women did a lot of the software development and it's kind of shifted from there. Um, but I, I hope to see a resurgence there and I hope to get the girls interested. You're referring to Grace Hopper and um, let's see who else, uh, Lovelace um, and several other key figures there at the beginning uh, in the 40s and 50s when and 60s when the computer movement uh, kind of started, right? Great. Um, so you, you, you mentioned, uh, we've mentioned APAX. We've talked a little bit about um, their current tech stacks and 
Um, I think that was a good segment, by the way, the, the tech topics, throwing some things out there. Uh, if you have any others that you'd like to suggest, um, you know, that we didn't cover, let me know, because I definitely want to talk about those. Um, so you mentioned you work for uh, Apex, and um, Apex arrives at the tech stacks differently, right? And these terms that we've kind of thrown out there, utilize different from Apex probably to, to fresh eyes, your, your, your points of reference. Uh, there anything else out there that you think um, that in the local tech ecosystem that we could be doing a better job of uh, to say support developers? Uh, maybe at Awesome Inc., maybe it's at Apex, maybe it's with fresh eyes. How are you um, looking to support like local workforce or local developers? what I would love to see would be a mentorship program because what I see sometimes is that you get people fresh out of their learning and they know enough to get started, but in order to really grow and blossom, they need somebody to help them along that path. And so that's something I would love to see is either with direct mentorship one-on-one -on -one or with, um, Growing and having different groups put on continuous learning seminars, um, activities, engagement type of things like that, that I think it would be really helpful to help our juniors continue to learn and grow. Good. That sounds great. What, what are some of the things that the local tech ecosystem is kind of doing right or on the, um, you know, on the edge of uh, doing better? I like some of the groups that do the talks, um, like Ron Northrup has his group that alternates between JavaScript and PHP, and I've gone to some of those, and I think those are really good because you learn a little bit and you make connections within the community. And so I think that's great. I think more people need to look for those opportunities and also give talks at those to kind of share knowledge. And I've, I've seen some other ones come through over the years that have fluctuated in how often they meet and if they're still meeting or not. But I, I think those are really valuable for the community. That's great. You know, one of the things that uh, the community kind of has a, a difficult time doing is defining um, a developer. And we talked a little bit about that. You know, the first question was kind of like, what what do you align with? There's junior developer titles, there's middle, mid developer, uh, there's senior, you know, there's, a, there's specific specializations. But like, um, how would you kind of define and, and maybe even propose a, a measurement of a developer? What are some points of measurement that you apply to yourself and that, you know, you see others uh, use in, say, maybe Apex or other software companies? I think you can see a progression of a developer's abilities by looking at their code. Um, and so... I think as you go along, you start to learn the best practices for coding and you start to adhere to that. Uh, and this comes with mentorship and I've, I've gotten that from Apex is the mentorship to help me grow into those better practices. So I think you see that, you see how they're using it, you know, how they're solving problems and that kind of progresses as you go along. And then it's the ability to operate a little bit more on your own. So None of us want to be in our room by ourselves. Most of us don't. Some do. But most of us don't want to just be in a little closet by ourselves coding forever. You want to interact and engage. But as you progress, you can do more and more things with software 
without having to have outside help. Yeah, I've also often heard the joke, you know, the software developer in the room, uh, you, you, you take pizza and, and uh, Mountain Dew or something like that and put it in there and you get code back out of that room, you know, because they're in there. But um, yeah, it's, it's more than just the technical side of things, right? It's the uh, soft skills and, like you said, uh, a little bit of ownership responsibility that you can see a developer that develops good code uh, as a junior and as a mid, but how do they? Why do they stay in that um, mid range? And how do we elevate them uh, in this t- local tech ecosystem? And I think that, you know, a, a little bit of what I talked about before. If you have the mentorship abilities, and if you have more talks, and I think that I, I remember trying to learn Redux and trying to dive into the documentation before I even understood what Redux was doing. And yeah, I listened to some online classes about it, but I was so early in my career, it just, it went totally by me. I couldn't understand it. And so for me at that point, I needed somebody to break it down into terms that you would use with your child. And that's what I needed. But now I can have more in-depth conversations about it. And so I would need a different level of talk to take my skills to the next level. And so I think it's always that kind of trickle-down effect. So for the juniors, they have a bigger pool of people that can help them. And as you progress higher and higher, you need better and better mentors, relationships to gain that new knowledge. Uh, And some of it is reading documentation, doing things online. But it would be great if we had a community around that here. Speaking of community, the local tech scene, uh, that's actually the next question I was going to have. So great little segment there. Um, um, great you know, transition. The Lexington community of developers that you're involved with, like you mentioned, the Bluegrass Developer Guild, uh, Awesome Inc., uh, Women Who Code, those specific, how do they provide a value to you here locally that maybe is missing right now or that they're they're doing a pretty good job of, but, you know, there's something that could push them over the edge. Um, and what would that be? I think those groups do do a good job. Um, and I think that they're the starting point for that engagement. I think getting more people involved. And we don't want to have, you know, 100 people in a meeting every time because then you don't have that engagement and interaction with each other. But having more people go into this world and learn together and be a team of Lexington developers is what's going to help drive it. Yeah. Uh, A couple of things we've thought about a little bit and we've talked about uh, maybe even a local fair or something like that where, where developers can show, Hey, this is what I can do with this tech stack that maybe um, an investor or maybe a tech entrepreneur that wants to look for talent can can see, um, you know, that it could be artistic, it could be, you know, solving a problem, it could be working with a specific type of uh, hardware, software combination. There's all kinds of things there. I think we, we need that to kind of model in the local tech scene, you know, what we can do, like you've done with Fresh Eyes, uh, being able to, to showcase that on Five Across. What, it, what I got from it was that you've been able to model how uh, you can solve a problem using your existing now your your domain expertise, um, and I think we need more of those so developers can say, "Look here, this is what I can do," and not just show it to each other, but to show it to everybody in the community. What do you what do you think about something like that? Yeah, I think that's great, and we tried that what about a year and a half ago with doing the TechX conference, 
Um, and it expanded to be a lot of different things, but we did have, you know, a software only day. And that was kind of a fun little get together of bringing people together in the community for that purpose. Yeah. So, so there were some takeaways from that. And I think that's, uh, the discussion that once we kind of get back to being able to have, uh, you know, those, those physical meetups or whatever on that level, that that will probably start again. But what do we do in the, in, in the interim? Um, you know, are there, are there things that we could be doing in the local tech scene from your experience now after showing your um, uh, work and your company in Five Across? I definitely think so. I mean, just setting up a virtual mentorship program. Um, you know, if we could get people from junior up to senior levels kind of agreeing that they're going to build this culture in the community and have somebody to spearhead that and we set up mentorship programs and you know maybe you just meet a couple times but it's somebody that you can bounce ideas off of that you can chat with that's great and and if someone's out there listening and they have an idea we have a couple of ways that uh, we can um, you know engage in a discussion by reaching out to middle tech um, and um, being able to say pass a question or maybe an idea that would be that would be great if we had listeners to engage uh, in some conversation like that. So, okay. Um, I just wanted to finish up. Um, we've, we've had an array of topics we've discussed and, um, I, I want to throw some things out there. We've kind of talked about them a little bit, but, um, things that need improvement from our local tech scene that we're doing well, or maybe even say, I prefer not to comment. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I'm going to choose some from the list. Um, I think some that you're connected with and feel free to just kind of um, discuss what you think about them. So um, bold and creative investments. What do you think about that term uh, as it applies to what you're going through with uh, Fresh Eyes and uh, as a tech entrepreneur? Uh, I think a little bit from the Fresh Eyes perspective, part of it is constantly being open to learning. Um, so we didn't win five across. But I see it as a great opportunity because there's something that we could have done better. And so now I know the people that can tell me that thing I could do better. So it's just being open to feedback constantly. So being bold with your creativity while also being prepared to receive feedback to make it better. Great. So uh, also, what do you think about tech startups? I think we've got quite a few in the community and I don't know that everybody knows that. Um, it, I like some of the things that we do where we promote those tech startups that are happening and to get the word out there. But there, there is a whole ecosystem of startups in this community that I don't think get enough acknowledgement. And I know that's part of what you're trying to do here. Yeah. And, and awesome Inc does uh, that as well with their podcasts and different engagements and events. But you're right. It seems like there's now a growing list, uh, getting bigger and bigger each day, uh, and we need to push some visibility out on on those um, efforts. And then there's also visibility of just local developer talent. That's kind of what we're doing with the the deep dive is to be able to say, here are some discussion points. Let's get involved. And if you're a local developer, uh, you know, engage with us. So what do you think about local developer talent, um, and and how we can expose you know those hidden gems, those little rock stars. Uh, like yourself that, um, you know, make all these companies do what they uh, can do? I don't know if I'd qualify myself as a rock star, but 
Uh, I do think it's good to get acknowledgement out there. Uh, and the fact that we have the Awesome Inc. Boot Camp in the community, you know, we're creating new developers. There's always, you know, it's a digital age. And so there's always a need for innovation right now and for growth and for software coding. And I think it's great to promote that to the community, that they don't have to reach out to California to pull somebody in. They can find somebody here, which is also less expensive. Um, you know, and I just think it's great to promote that to local companies and to companies within this region. Exactly. So so do you think maybe like a local farm system of developers um, coming through the ranks and then and then moving into an apprenticeship maybe, or like you said, a mentorship would be beneficial? I think an apprenticeship can be helpful. Uh, it depends on the company. You know, some companies take the time and know that they can take the time to invest in their developers to help grow them. Um, but some companies just need somebody to help them get things done. And sometimes individuals that are siloed like that don't get the mentorship they need from their company and they need the community to help them with that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I think the local community, uh, we're doing some things, but we could also be doing a couple of others that would, would help us propel us a little bit more. Uh, give visibility to these tech startups like we're doing and also make, give visibility to uh, those that want to become developers just like yourself uh, with boot camps and and then companies that want to say, you know, I want to take my ta local talent and elevate them somehow. And with that apprenticeship or mentorship, like you've mentioned, uh, which was so beneficial uh, to you uh, at Apex. Uh, and, and I think you're also doing that in the community with um, the um, um, the various organizations. And I just want you to talk about those uh, women who code and then the girls that you mentor in the uh, Girl Scouts and how that's going. I've not done a lot with the women who code. I've done a little bit with the girls who code, uh, one of the groups in town. Um, and it's really neat to see those girls getting out there. And I think it gives them a, a safe place to feel like they can do it. Um, they can do it anyway, but sometimes it helps for the girls or women to get together and kind of build their strength as a team. Yeah. Um, and then for my Girl Scouts, we've done one coding badge uh, when they're, I think, daisies, and we brought them into the space and did a coding badge with them. And I'm hoping to do another one with them, but I try to let them kind of control their own journeys with Girl Scouts too. And so wait till they select it and let them choose that journey. That's great. So you're you're kind of modeling that right now with, with that group. That's uh, wonderful that you're engaged in the mentorship. Um, so, okay, uh, I really appreciate uh, getting to have this chat, and I've thrown uh, different questions out there to try to start different topics. But um, there's an analogy about um, uh, a hero, a hero starting off on their path with a destination unknown and having – the insight really to stop an experienced hero uh, like yourself on their way back from their destination and asking the question, what should I ask you before I begin? So let's pretend our listeners are starting off on their path, tech startup. I want to become a developer. I want to learn to code. I want to be a better developer. Um, and you are the hero returning. Any wisdom that you want to impart, uh, what questions should they be asking? If they're starting on their journey, they need to make sure that they want to learn. Um, if they just want to 
achieve and succeed and always get it right, this probably isn't right for them. This is really about opening yourself up and being ready to constantly be a little bit wrong and learn from others around you, from the code, from the world that's out there. And so I think that's the biggest advice. And the thing that'll help them enjoy software development the most is being open to learning um, and being prepared to grow. Well, Kelly, thank you very much for your time and insight. We appreciate your contributions to the tech community. Uh, we hope you have continued success with Fresh Eyes Solutions. APAX, by the way, is officially an Inc. 5000 company as of uh, the 5,000 fastest growing companies in the United States. APAX joined the likes of Intuit, Microsoft, Oracle uh, as an alumni of this prestigious list. So that's great. Middle Tech listeners, thank you for your time and please uh, leave us your feedback. We're going to continue this discussion and have guests on, like Kelly, in the next few episodes. We hope that you take part in the discussion with us and continue to listen as we learn more and dive deeper into similar topics that we discussed today. I'm Justin Hall, lead instructor of the Awesome Inc.'s Web Developer Bootcamp and Middle Tech supporter. See you in a bit.